0: Hey everyone! Welcome to this week's episode of Liberty Squadron Podcast. Uh, we're down Andrew this week. I believe he has a bad case of the syphilis. So it'll be me, Zach, Katie hosting us this, this week. And uh, second chair, we got Brett Freeman. Hey everyone! And we have Jonathan Lee. Hello everybody! And this week we have a special guest, Ted. Hey, how's our doing? All right. So yeah, so we have Ted on, he uh, went to a couple tournaments recently, did, I guess, pretty well with some Separatists, from what I've heard, so I'll have a few questions for him um, and give him the floor for a bit later on. Uh, but first up, any news, anything exciting? What's everyone flying? Brett, what are you flying right now?
1: So I'm I'm torn between jumping onto the Boba train because it just seems so good, and sticking with CLT Jedi because they're basically the only thing I know how to fly at this point. Um, so those are those are really my two options, but I'm not loving either one uh, so much. How about you?
0: Uh, I, I'm I'm hard on the Boba Dengar train right now. It just it feels so good. Boba, Dengar, and all the toys.
1: Yeah, I heard your list is pretty dirty. I mean, every time I've tried to do Boba, Dengar, I want two copies of Maul. So what are you doing to make it work that I can't figure out?
0: Uh, It's Perceptive Copilot on Boba and then Maul on Dengar. So more or less, I am Maul on both. More or less. I don't tend to boost as much with Boba as I think some people do. So I think that helps me out there. But yeah, like Thursday night, I went to go. I brought it and a Rebel list that I was really excited to try, which is two B wings and two X wings. And I never actually touched the Rebel list because I played Boba Dengar first, and then didn't want to put it down. So stuck on that ever since.
2: Jonathan, what about you? What are you flying these days? So I've mostly been flying Fen and three Zealous recruits. Uh, so I've been I flew that some in the summer and I like it because it's aggressive and you fly fast and you fly towards the enemy. Uh, also, I've been flying a little bit of Lando, Han, and Jake, which I feel like could be good, but it just hasn't clicked for me, so, but I've still been trying it. Yeah, but mostly just the Fang fan, yeah. Fighters.
0: Yeah, I missed to see where the double, fire, or double Falcon and Jake pans out. Like, uh, I want it to be good. I want Han to be good. But I just I'm with you. I haven't been able
2: to make him work in 2.0. So I'm wondering if maybe. So I want to. So Jake, like a lot of the times, Han, Han and Lando have to boost a fair amount, and then often they're stressed, so it makes it hard for Jake's ability. Like Jake can't give them focus actions if they're stressed, so it makes it a little challenging there. So I wonder if it might actually be better just to take Jake off and just to load the two Falcons to the brim. You know. I haven't decided. Or maybe throw
1: on AP5 so you can coordinate while stressed.
2: Oh. He's not legal in hyperspace. Oh. Never mind.
1: Yeah. yeah I right. I, got, I
2: got this. I mean, you could take off Jake and then you could add, um think you could add uh, what's uh, K2SO crew on Lando. You could put engine upgrades on them. You know, you could load them out. But I don't know. But then you're limited to just two shots per turn. But then again, I guess the scumless can live with two shots per turn. So. Yeah, but it's,
0: the scum lists living with two shots per turn are generally throwing seven to eight dice a turn. Are we
1: that generally. scared of Jake's shot, though, generally? like it's easily, He should be. I feel like that list is like 2.2 shots per turn. Coming from CLT Jedi. I get that bullseye a lot, man.
0: <laughs> All right, what about you, Ted? You still flying Separatists after uh, your big tournaments? You taking a break from them? What are you up to?
3: Well, I'm going to be uh, continuing to fly separatists, and, and right now I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of in hyperspace. Um, I mean, my brain isn't coming back down to to extend it, and um, you know I, I have to figure that out because obviously uh, Game Seven coming up in a couple weeks. That's uh, going to be an extended tournament, so uh, yeah. So right now I am uh, playing the the clankers, uh, a mix of bonders and uh, trade federations, no tactical relay. And Perbridge,
0: uh, you gotta get those uh, double mods in. Nice. Yeah, we'll definitely come back and talk more about your lists here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I've had a bit of a hard time coming back down to like when the points dropped. I really wanted to drop into extended whenever new points come out. Extended is where I moved to just because there's so many toys. It's like Christmas morning. But hyperspace has been kind of where I've been stuck myself for the past couple weeks.
1: Same. Uh, it, it just seems to open up like a lot of cool possibilities, hyperspace, so I agree, I'm, I'm in the exact same boat.
0: I think it's just an easier, like, not to say easier, but easier, easier puzzle to solve right now. You can solve hyperspace first, and then use that as building blocks to figure out extended. Like, I think we're all kind of in this arms race to figure out what's the best hyperspace thing in this list, in this points, period and then maybe we'll start getting bored of that and moving back over to Extended a bit more.
1: And spoiler, it seems like it's Boba.
0: Shh, don't tell anyone. Sorry. Alright, uh, does anyone have any shout-outs? Ted, any shout-outs from your recent tournament experiences?
3: Oh uh, yeah, uh, uh, Ryan Hoosh uh, from uh, uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul, he was down at, uh, he was down at the... Um... Gal yeah, Fort Worth System Open, and then uh, I don't know his last name, but Alejandro, uh, who's come up from South America previously that I saw at the uh, original not Open, and then LVO. Uh, I also saw him at uh, LVO, and it was good to catch up and, and uh, see how the South American team is going.
1: Nice. And you and D-Yoon must be like best friends at this point. <laughs> <sighs>
0: All right, so that I think we're gonna move into this week's main topic, which is talking to Ted a bit, so Ted, we have a common question you probably heard it on previous episodes when we have other guests on, but it's a question we ask everyone when they come onto our show. why are you bad at x wing
3: uh i I can, wow i am bad at x wing because I'm impatient. I don't read the board i don't i, I actually thats kind of the reason why i uh did not make the cut this week is uh because i i didn't uh the, the first the first match i lost you know, we were at time and we still had another round to play and uh, we should have tallied the points because if i tallied the points and realized that i was already ahead then i would have done a whole different series of maneuvers mm-hmm. instead of violence and you know tried to maybe pad my points but in, in the hindsight. Uh, run away and be safe, and not take four uh, auto-blaster cannon shots Uh, outside my firing arc. I took uh, two ships off the board and half points on another ship. Which then took me from winning to losing.
0: (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. Well, the one bad experience aside, do you find that the Separatists kind of lean into your impatience a bit and help out with that? Like they, uh, you know, work well with your aggressive play style.
3: Um, I, you know, it's why you say that. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I like playing the separatist because it to me they're simple. The dial's simple. The, uh, you know, I'm not worried about repositioning ten times. Uh, all I'm doing is trying to block your K turn, try to block your town roll. And, and keep at least half my guns on target while the other half is, is trying to get position. Uh, you know, you can never expect all of your guns to be on target uh, when you're flying I-1 swarm.
2: So, Ted, before you flew Ted separatists, did you fly any other swarms?
3: Um, I, I used to fly, uh, uh, I, I, you know, the, the original pack unplugged. I had success with my two bombers and my three taps. I'm not sure that was a swarm, but that was cruise missiles with guidance chips and all the broken things of 1.0. Uh, uh, I had a lot of success with that. But no, I, I was primarily... A, a, my, the end of 1.0 was Kylo's Death Rain and Countdown, I think, was uh, was actually my list.
1: That was the first time I ever saw a Punisher on the board, actually. It was right at the end with you flying it.
3: So... Uh, yeah, yeah, swarms haven't always been in my in, in my repertoire.
0: So then, heading into 2.0, what did you pick up first then before Separatists came out?
3: Well, uh, I I was actually playing Rebels. I was, uh, you know, I think in the the first um, group championship for 2.0, uh, we had played in the we played in the Swiss. And I had one and then we played in the cut and we would knock me out, so I gave him fourth. Uh playing uh, Wedge, um Spain, uh Lieutenant Blount and uh Jan Or uh in the moldy Crow with uh uh the, the guy who gives you the blue blanket thanks
0: uh, yep.
3: uh, One yeah.
0: of the numbs. Cool. And then, so Separatists then came out, and like, the general consensus in the X Wing community was that they were bad. Outside of the double infiltrators there for a bit, with Protorps, but outside of that, the general sentiments was they're a bad faction. But you gravitated towards them pretty quick. You talked about a little bit about why that was, but anything more about what, you know, made you go, yes. Tiny robot jerks is what I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, there was there was just the whole, and I didn't do struts. You know, I did energy shells. I didn't even do tack relays uh, in the beginning. I, I didn't like the the cross the or I didn't like flying the um uh, the belt the belly rub. You know, in the formation. Uh, and and I wasn't a wat or grievous guy. I was actually a seer guy. Um, you know when I when I finally came on board with it, but uh the, the network calculation is is what drew me to the to the, uh, the swarm. That I, I saw, I think in a campaign against cancer, I had an entire an entire um, tie swarm shoot into one uh, droid at range three, mind you, and and not push one point of damage through. And that was with Howlrunner and everything. and You know, he just kept rolling dice. And I'm like, oh, I'll use this calculate. Oh, I'll use that calculate. Up, oh, Okay, you're done with shots. I, I, I'm still alive. And then uh, I can just cool.
1: hear you cackling, all right, I'm going to shoot this guy's shell. <laughs> like, I might have <laughs> nightmares from hearing you say that so often.
3: And I think the energy shell should come back, to, to be honest with you. I know a lot of folks are talking about concussions, uh, even I flew the mag pulse, but there's something to be said about a three ninety range 3 attack that uh, you, that's, a, that's a white reload, um, and that gives you a, a mod inside of it to change an eyeball to a, a crit, right? Um, so I, I think it might come back at some point, in time.
0: So yeah, let's talk a little bit about your evolution, like what. You know, where did you start? How did you move through? And then, kind of, how did you end up where you are now with this list? Like, what was the thinking throughout all that?
3: So, you know, at, at Worlds, I had uh, I had done DBS thirty two C, which is the the, the bomber that allows you to uh, allows you to bring attack relay, um, and it also gives you that beginning of engagement coordinate, which is a which, which is a real big gotcha type of maneuver because it allows you to have an I-1 bomber, you know, take a target lock on a I-6-whatever, and here comes the torpedo. And uh, uh, I had gotten through the LCQ with DBS-32C, uh, DBS-404, you know, the suicide bomber, and then I think it was four trade federations. But instead of using the popular attack relays like Kraken or PA-175, you <laughs> I was having a hard time with TA one seventy five because of the whole aftermath process at the time, and you know, and and you weren't you weren't able to get your calculates until uh, that initiative level had had rolled out, and so to me it, it wasn't working for me. So I had actually done TB ninety four, which is the bull. If you're in bullseye and you're rolling two dice, uh, you can spend a calculate to add a hit result, which which I thought was super powerful, and I actually think, in extended it right now. That's the way to go, especially with all the large base ships having such drastic price drops. I think TB94 is is going to be a powerful tool for the separatists and extended, it. But I haven't really played tested it or experimented with it yet. But so anyway, so I you know I went I I went through worlds. I went three and four worlds. You know, my, my, my list wasn't there. And I, uh when I went to LVO, that was prior to the price drop, and I was kinda of cranky. And so I just bought a real goofy list, which was six techno union bombers, one with the um electro proton bomb and the other five uh with proximity mines and I think I had the conductor simulator uh for the electro proton bomb. And that was an absolute riot. I mean I went three and three. I had a great time just watching, um, uh, you, you know, interceptors run away and, and and Vader just do whatever he can to to get out of the the blast radius because no one really realizes how big range two is around an object. I mean, it's pretty much the whole center of the board if you drop it in there right.
1: I think you and I found that out firsthand, didn't we? <laughs>
3: yes, <Yeah. laughs> yes, we did. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a lot of fun. With that list at LVO, it wasn't competitive and um, and then what, what really clicked for me in hyperspace because uh, that, that change happened between the two events was all the lists that I hated are, are now out of hyperspace right there are no to ones right there, there is no 7b on the ather so that, that that totally took the teeth in my opinion out out of that faction. Um, you know, CLT Jedi. Yeah, they're a pain, but they're, they can punch hard. But then they have to actually—they have to stick around, right? They—they they have to get you in bullseye. If they're getting you in bullseye, that means you—you you can hit them with your death turn the next turn, you know, when when they move, because they, they need you in bullseye. So that means that they have to—they can't just clip you with the last five degrees of the arc, which, you know, Brett's an absolute master at. But if they're trying to get you in bullseye, they have to make a little bit more of a commitment. Uh, when, when you go over to uh, the Empire, they, they lost their interceptor. Uh, Vader lost his afterburner. Uh, the the TAC is out. So all these powerful tools that the Empire had are gone, no it so, so you got Tinker out of the... You know, the 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 Galactic Republic and you got Power Runner out of the Empire, uh, and you got Vader without Afterburner. I, I I'm just starting to lick my chops because the more double reposition gets it, that's taken out, the, the more the separatists are, are smiling. Uh because you know, um that that's the that's the one way they lose is oh you you have four you know, four ships for an arc, and now it's just it's just one ship an arc right and and that that would be the typical typical thing that would happen and, and you keep going through the factions and um uh, you know the the only double repositioned aces that are out there right now are von reg and kylo or, or von reg tie whatever it is and then a silencer and that that's what knocked me out in the last game and and you know that was some uh, a multiple uh issues on my part, you know, with, with the cloud, uh, with the optical setup, and then, you know, not carrying my board in. So, you know, to, to, to me, the hyperspace is, um, right now, it's, it's a separatist dream. You don't actually need the tactical ret- relay. The strength of the network calculations by themselves and the discord missiles, how they create a, a, a net of, of no-fly area in front of your list, And then the probe droid, which, you know, a lot of people don't realize, if you you take that probe droid carrier and you put him center mass of the mat and you fire him out four straight, I'm getting a target lock on whatever I want on the board. You you, you cannot hide from it because it goes out that three bank at the end phase. And then in the system phase, it goes out another two bank. And, you know, unless you're staying in your deployment zone, uh, you're not, you're not getting away from that target line. Um, and it was, it was surprising to me that, that, that Duncan uh, Howard's was that in employ uh, a probe droid, but uh, obviously he, he didn't need it. And, uh, you know, but to, to me, if you don't have the tactical relay, you, you need to have that, that double modification going into combat. And, 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 you know, so, so that, that is where I'm at right now, which is, you know, two bombers with proton torpedoes, a third bomber with a probe droid, a Magpul, um, and then in the in the back row, three trade federations with uh, discord missiles and then a fourth trade federation that just made it. And, and by the way, no struts, because everyone's still bringing clouds, and, and the new clouds are even bigger than the old clouds. I mean... You take bacon and two of the new ones, and, and they're ridiculously huge. So I, I brought very tiny rocks, um, which a lot of my opponents were upset about because they lost their cover. And, uh, you know, I didn't fly struts until the price dropped, you know, this summer. And I was like, well, I, I, I flew these things for six months without struts. It's not a big deal to fly them without struts now. And so, you know, I I, I removed the struts, and yeah, I didn't hit that magic eight ships, but I I wanted, I wanted the, the impact of it. a two-proton torpedo so I can cover 180 degrees of board space. right? I can have one pointed up, and I can have one pointed in. And if, you can get as squirrely as you want, but something's coming. Something's coming. Uh, you know.
1: So I felt like you spent so much time trying to come up with this list, too. Like, I, I know you and I were messaging, it, it seemed like daily, at least, and, uh, you know, I'm sure you were messaging other people as well, and at, at one point you were up at eight ships, I think at one point you may have almost been considering, like, six ships, if I remember correctly, um, or at least maybe six non-infiltrators, uh, but, um, so, how did you eventually settle on this? I feel like it was very close to when you were leaving, is the day that, or is when you actually decided to settle on your list.
3: But well, you know my my issue with d b s thirty two c is he's a wet noodle he he can't do anything for you offensively, so now now you have this ship that's a base cost of forty and you put attack relay on him so he's either at forty five or he's at forty nine or he's maybe at fifty if he's if he's cracking. and and you're always going to spend that calculate to have someone else do something at the beginning of combat so it goes from He's just an absolute liability in your list because you know everyone's going to want to shoot at him. So, you know, the one thing that happened in this last price update is the Techno Union bomber actually went down in cost. It's 25 points. So, to, to, to have a proton torque carrier at 38 points, I, I don't know how you, how you can equal that value anywhere. And then to have another ship that has a, a six point missile and a five point. Probe droid on it, uh, giving the rest of the list uh, the target lock is it, it, it was just money for me, and I've never been a fan of discord missiles. You know, when I went to worlds, I only I only had one ship with the discord, and then I realized their area of denial tools. So, and, it, and and there was a great example in my first round game. opponent uh, flying two FOs, Bonreg and Kylo. FO's are coming in the, the flank and he sees where he stopped at we, we, he would eat two Discord missiles. So he had to barrel all the way. He still got the shooting, but now he was unmodded. And and so no damage came in on my ship where where he actually gave up three focus results over those two attacks. And and, and that, that played out numerous times because I put my Discord missiles in the second one. So I was trying to prevent ships coming in the range one because yeah range one is is great when you have seven shots coming back at you but boy that four dice or five dice attack is is, is terrifying and if, if they saw that they were going to try to get in the range one and eat a discord missile I, a lot of people were taking angles on me and, and and not coming straight in and that's that's to my advantage
1: so generally you think about the, you know, these separatist swarms and everyone always says, you know, one of them is going to get initiative killed at the first round and maybe a second one will. And if you can keep it to one, you, you can probably win. And if you lose two, then you're going to die. Did you find that these discords then really helped you keep it to just one ship or, or maybe no ships that were dying in that first round of engagement?
3: Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you, there was only one game where I lost the ship in the first round of engagement. Now, Fen Rao came in uh, hard on the plank. There was one guy by himself. He rolled five hits, like three hits and two crits. And it didn't matter what I rolled. I mean, it was, it was That's sad. <laughs> That's just real sad. I I just got to look at the board and I was like, wow, well, this, this game's done. But, but then Boba ran into a bomber and he only did two damage on the bomber. And even though, uh, I was in a lot of trouble in that game uh, because uh, his approach and everything like that, I think Boba got through that first pass only taking one damage. But Boba had to turn around at some point in time because I I ran away because of his bomb. And and Boba turned around. Finally, uh, I I had all of my ships in a 180-degree arc all um, at the edge of range four from him and there was nowhere boba could do. He couldn't boost in the range one on any of them, and he ended up eating the mag pulse and two proton torpedoes and uh, was a dead boba. Um, he had nowhere to go. You know, that's the great thing about the bombers is they can do one forward to victory. And, you know, you guys you know, playing against me know that I like to pair my ship so that somebody always has a calculator. And so that, you know, the, so if the bomber's repositioning to reacquire his target lock, he's got a trade federation right next to him with a calculator. And so, you know, it, it's the same as a force mod. And and the great thing about Boba is you're only usually taking two shots. I mean, I, I, the other Boba player I played had a, uh, had a seat um, and also had Fenn and also had Boba, and he was using the seat as a blocker. And Unfortunately, he, he wasn't able to, actually get in and block me, which was really bad for Boba. And um and that's the that's the picture that you see in, in the Discord chat where uh the, you know he got he got a Discord missile stuck on the, the, the front of Boba. But uh you know, I, I sit there and, and I look at these guys as as like a mesh, you know, as a net. Uh but I don't I don't see I don't see a ton of threats in hyperspace for the trade federation guys, and so maybe that's why maybe that's why Duncan uh, went to separatist because uh and and, and notice the uh jesse chow joe uh duncan and myself uh none of us used attack relay now they both had eight jets, uh not only flew seven but uh you know uh, and i think there's something to be said right now that by the power of all the other actions being brought down. Has actually enhanced uh, the, the separative, and I know a lot of folks say, "Oh, boba, boba, boba," but if if boba can't get into range one or can't get good shots at range one or double bot it or anything like that, he, he's not very happy. And um, and I, I just thought it was a you know getting that Discord missile on him allowed me to then take his shields off, and then the crit came in at the end of the turn. And if it is a Boba list, he doesn't have a friend with him, he can shoot the Discord missile off, right? He's not going to have five other
1: ships with him. Yeah, and with only two shots, probably, he's he's not going to have his other ship waste a, you know, a good shot just trying to get that Discord off, probably. Now, I feel like Boba was a big concern for you going in. Like, that was your main thing, was I want to tech against Boba. Um, and, you know, it seemed like you were pretty successful, right? You didn't lose to Boba the entire weekend. So how did you tech against them? And, you know, was it just the discords and the protons or, or was it just your, your whole strategy?
3: Uh, it, it was, I, you know, the, the protons obviously go, go above Boba's dice count, right? So when you get above his dice count, Boba doesn't want to have anything to do with it. You know, uh, I think earlier in the week, I was trying to do O sixty six 66 and seven and I was playing our Mark um, and he was playing Boba. Uh, uh, Dengar, and I think Namlom. I think I, I forget that the exact I think, I
1: think it's Boba, Fenn, and nam This is his list.
3: Yeah. And, and Boba came in to range one of six of my ships and just lacked He, he actually didn't take, he didn't take one down and, you know, from his re rolls and, and everything like that because without the target lock, you know, and those drones at uh, range one, you know, the map says you're, you're gonna roll what a hit, an eyeball, and a blank. And uh, by me having those target locks, you know, and everybody had them, uh, B- Bobo got real sad because now it was a hit, a hit, and a crit on 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 every attack, you know, at range one. And and then, like I said, the the, the Discord missile, at the, at the end. So the, the, the pro droid, and, and, and some folks say, oh, you know, just put them all on one target. Uh, listen, I, I'm all about keeping people honest. So even in the, you know, the rail Fen'Ral always got the target lock from the guy who had the magpole. Because what does Fen'Ral not want to see? He doesn't want to see a crit, right? <laughs> and I, I don't know if it's a high pos- pos- possibility that that crit would get through, but all I know is that that player, Saw who that target lock was from, and they were changing their behavior. And again, the Discord missiles made players change their behavior. Uh, and that's and that's 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 kind of all the separatists need. If if the other players can't just just come right in and 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 do what they want to do, then I, I think uh, a halfway decent set player. Uh, can have a a really good day. Now, you know, there there, there are strategies that that I just need to get better at, which is using the board edge to protect my rear. Uh, And if you watch Duncan's matches, I mean, he is masterful in how he just hugs that board edge and he fights that battle in the board edge, which, you know, in my battle against the 7C, you know, they have that 3K and that 5K. Well, I didn't have a board edge behind me. But guess what those seats were able to do? You know, they, they were able to K turn behind me and yeah, you weren't double modified shots or anything. But the you know, turning separatists around is not an easy task and it really leaves the ships exposed. Uh, you know, the last thing you want to do is actually do a town roll or k turn. You always want to do that hard one and then barrel roll and then take that barrel roll and then link action because you can pretty much just about accomplish The same thing as that one k right? If you have the space to do that hard, hard one and barrel roll in, they're pretty much just like that.
1: That makes sense. Um, so it's it still seems to me like just head sipping it out. The discords are really just the star of the show, though. Like almost every ship that that I feel like a swarm is normally scared of is just terrified of those discords, just based on you know the amount of health that those ships are gonna have. Um, and, you know, if you get one on there, you either have to spend an action or you're just taking a crit, you know, for potentially ever. Um, so do you disagree, like, Discords, you know, totally worth their points?
3: Absolutely. For four points each, um, you know, I actually even thought at the last minute about taking a Discord out and putting another pulse in. And I said, no, I'm, I'm going with the, the three Discords. I want to I wanna create a, a no-fly zone. And, and, and I know it's not the, the best thing to think of, but in, in, the, in the last game that I lost, where I probably wasn't going to drop one on an opponent's ship, I should have actually chucked them into the gap between the obstacles. Because, so, you know, after I made the poor choice with the obstacle placement, I could have at least created a no-fly zone on the board, uh, which you know, I have 100% control of that at the beginning of engagement to, to, to have done that. And I, I know that's probably not what a high-level X-Wing player would do, but uh, I, I know folks don't want to see those things. But they don't go away. You have to shoot them for them to go away. Uh, and if you don't think you're ever going to be able to get one on an opponent's ship, it, it, it might not be a bad idea to just create... Um, a choke point on the board hey, hey you want to get through these obstacles well you're either going to go over the cloud or you're going to go over the rock or you're going to have to take a time take a turn to shoot this, this uh this discord you know these, these uh uh whatever they these swarm things whatever they are
2: <laughs> yeah i would say i mean ted let's think you talk about your list with the Uh, discords and the proton torpedoes and such. Having flown a lot of fangs recently, it's kind of terrifying to like, because normally instinct would be dive into range one, but then I know that chance of eating proton torps from bombers in the second row, or uh, timing the approach wrong and getting hit with discords is just uh, kind of frightening for ships that don't have any shields. Well,
3: Well, actually, Jonathan, what I did was I put the discords in the second row, I had the bombers up front. Acting as the meat shield. Okay. And, and uh and the whole point was that if someone did come into range one, then they were absolutely going to take a discord. because
2: oh, you did say that, yeah.
3: From the second row, range, you know that that, that 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 speed three maneuver is going to get somebody in range one, and that that was the the intent. Now that created some challenges flying because the the dial on the two ships, um, you know, the bombers want to go slower, but. The, uh, there's really nothing that was inhibited, you know, that 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 created any issues for me. Because what what I do to slow down is I just do hard ones, right? If I want to slow down, I'm just going to do a hard one. And I'm going to turn the formation in a different direction, just just to to, to delay engagement. And then I'll turn I'll turn back again, uh, you know, the following turn. Because otherwise, uh, you know, the trade federations are, their slowest speed is a speed two. So if, if you're trying to delay that engagement and you want the bombers out front, you, you got to play with the, the hard one turn, uh, which I'm, I'm sure TIE fighter pilots have to do all, all the time when they're playing with those ships.
1: Would you swap out the Magpulse? pulse warheads doing it again, or you know where they they find right? I mean I'm I'm looking through. You could put a shell on there for one point less, but now you have two charges instead of one. Um, it's just you know you need that target lock so you might not be able to get the second one off. But um, I mean, it seems for six points, like they they seem like they're a fantastic value. Um, obviously, a lot less with you know lower initiative ships where that uh, deplete is probably not you know too big of a deal and that jam just might not matter anymore. But uh, I, I'm not sure I would swap them out. What would you do?
3: It's funny that you say that because uh, I I have been looking at giving that ship actually a Discord missile and actually giving it an advanced proton torpedo on top of the probe droid. And I know that that bumps the cost up a little bit, but it, it also turns into my range one protector for the proton uh, carriers to its left and right. But the Magpulse, even on a low initiative ship, I, I have to give it props because that's a pleat token. And forces the the, the, the other player to do a blue maneuver the next turn, because again you're talking about a two or three or four ship list. If they don't do a blue maneuver, then it's it's weapons failure for their next attack. And and against a a swarm list, you know you need every every attack to take a ship off the board each turn. Uh, and if you're not doing that, and uh, and I also would use that Magpulse, to try to take off the focus. You know, if they knew they were going to take five shots, and I I would lead with the bag pull to try to take that focus token off with the uh, the jam, you know, then they get to deplete. And, you know, the crit is at the shield at that point, but I don't care. I wanted to get rid of the green token because, you know, double tokens don't seem to be a thing right now in hyperspace other than, I guess, this guy, you know, a uh, hollow in the... Uh, in the, uh. Yeah, the. Tavern. Yeah.
1: Uh, and, yeah, so I, I guess the thing there that you just said made the, the mo- made the most sense to me was the, uh. the impact that the Deplete does have the next turn for your swarm, right? Because it's not really like giving out a stress, but it's kind of like a soft stress where you could, you know, be restricting their dial. And obviously, if a swarm knows where you're going to go, they're probably going to be able to punish you really hard for it. Um so i yeah i think I think the mag pulse probably makes more sense than the the advanced proton torp as well
3: and, and I know a few folks uh you know Jesse flew uh those concussion missiles, but they scare the heck out of me you, you know because you know obviously with my own ships not having shield uh you start popping concussions off and, and and I feel that proton bombs and seismic uh you know they they were there um at at, uh, Texas, uh, and you can't be scared of them, you know, I know a lot of folks are like, ah, I gotta get away from it, but, you know, to turn a swarm around, sometimes you just gotta eat it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't like firing concussions because I feel, uh, I can burn my own ship more easily than, uh, a mag, you know, the Magpul.
2: Have you thought about, uh, using ion torpedoes, uh, the ion missiles, sorry, for four points?
3: They're horrible. But they only they only have three red dots, the ion missile. So uh, I actually tried those at NOVA, and they were an absolute disaster. They, they they have no teeth, and most chips, you know, you think about it, they, they only have to roll, so you roll two hits, they roll one of A, they just take a damage. They don't even get ionized. So it's not the same as the ion torpedo, which is four buttons. Um
2: and I guess speaking of four versus three dice, you prefer the proton torpedoes over plasmas.
3: Yeah, yeah, because again, uh, again, thinking about what is left in the in the meta, right? And, and I didn't see a lot of RG2 A wings, uh, which I thought was surprising because I thought it was easy that they, they would have had a big presence there. But I I didn't see any um, you know walking around. I saw a lot of B wings. I saw a lot of people you know, uh, looking at those rebel lists and digging into the rebels. And, you know, there were three of the seek lists with the auto list or cannon, you know, seven ships. Uh, But, you know, I I look at green dice and and ships that are very hard to to, to sail, um, you know, to do focus fire on. And, you know, uh, I think that's the only list right now for me as a separatist player, uh, that I may not have the patience to uh, to fight because you really got to hug that board edge, and you got to deal with those dive bombing attacks coming in, and and then being gone the next turn. Um, I, I think that's what you really have to do. Now the nice thing without not having attack relay is you know I can break the swarm up in half and four go this way and three go that way and try to create a net. Of some sort, but uh, I didn't have to. I didn't have to do that uh, in, in any of my matches. But like you said, the, the the two matches that I lost, I didn't stay with board edge. I didn't have good optical placement, uh, and and that's something that I have to get better at as, as a set player. But I really think I, I think right now the the separatists uh, as a seven and eight ships swarm are at the height of their power, and um, you know, I guess I'll get proven wrong with Kylo and, and hollow and maybe with Tashka Bova, but, uh, I, I really can't, I can't see anything, even the five X, uh, being able to deal with proton torpedoes from the probe droids and, and all that great stuff.
1: Double modded proton torpedoes are my least favorite thing in X-Wing. So I hate you now, Ted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're fine you're just a baby <laughs> so I guess so Ted looking forward through the rest of this hyperspace season um, what do you think I, pure speculation what do you think about this HMP droid gunship that's going to be coming out for Separatists
3: uh, I just want to know how much it costs I, I, I mean it looks you know it it looks amazing It it really does uh, I, I can't remember but what's the special ability on it.
2: Um, You're yeah. a separatist player here. <sighs> I think it's it's something to do with you don't spend your target locks, and then you re-roll. Um, no, I I don't know exactly.
3: Yeah, I I, I, I felt that that ship was gonna fall, and I think that's why the Bactoid prototype got an up, up, up in its price. Uh, because the, the, the Bactoid uh, is allowed to fire its munitions uh, without having its own lock. As long as somebody else has the ship lock, it, it can fire its munitions at that ship. And uh, I'm seeing that HMP is going to have a lot of synergy with the uh, the Chow prototype, the, uh, the Trade Federation that if something in your bullseye shoots your buddy at range zero to two, you get to take a Calculate or a Target Lock action. And, um, you know, I'm I mean, really interested to see how many hole Points that thing has. You know, obviously in the Clone Wars show, um, it, it's shown as being uh, shielded. So I don't know if that's going to be our first story with uh, shields.
1: Yeah, it's got three shields. Yeah. It's got five hull, three shields. And the ability is that you can't spend your lock to re-roll dice, uh, but when you and it, perform an attack, you can re-roll a number of dice up to the number of friendly locks on the defender. So that seems pretty strong.
2: Wow. Mesh really well with uh, probe droids.
3: Yeah, probe it, it, You just think about it. You just have two of those things and then six trade federations. And then, you know, I guess you got to have a bomber in there somewhere to, to get your probe droids out. But And, and that's going to be a small base.
1: Looks like a small base, and, yep. and and the the one part that's really cool is it's got the white reload into a calculate, um, right. So you could just literally energy shell every single turn if you wanted to. Now, I mean, it's got blue two hearts too, so you know you don't even have a bad dial or anything. Like that could really be pretty cool. And oh, you can't do it that turn for some reason. Well, you have a hundred and eighty degree arc. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, I, I'm I, I am curious to see what the, the price is going to be on that. I mean, and I was super shocked that they dropped the price on 066. And, um, I mean, I don't know how XY was able to fly the, the Cimitar, and 6th and grade federations. It seems uh, counterintuitive and very challenging to me, you know, trying to get um, a ship that passes, bank maneuver is a two bank and, you know, and of course a straight maneuver is, is that, you know, you can go all the way out to five, but, you know, flying that with the, the Scimitar is uh, you know, these the, the small base ships, and here they're going to give us other small base ship that has some sick abilities that are going to synergize really well uh, with these special ships that nobody really plays with uh, and you know, I, I'll be honest with you. Precise Hunters, TV-94, uh, I, I think they're going to have something to, to say and uh, extend it with the, the medium and large base ships. But, man, I, I am super psyched um, for that ship. Hopefully hopefully we can't fly eight. Like, that's the crazy thing, right? We could fly eight bombers right now um, with that 25-point cost, with so 40 hull points. Yeah, I, I can't okay. imagine
1: these things could be 25 points. That would be way too good, right?
0: Yeah, with uh, the full half arc. I mean, you got to guess that they're probably basing it out around 30 to 33.
3: Well, I, I don't know. With, with, with the shields, they're probably up there with um, with the uh, the warro ship, uh, the Azatok, right? With yeah, energy. that's true.
0: If you look at the Ozatok, it's one of the other only other small base ships that has the half arc. Uh
3: poor, poor Wolfararo. Would like they have uh, four hull and three shields, or
1: which one? The the Oztuck or the the HMP? The, the Ozatok. They are six hull and two shields, actually, and and reinforced. Right, can't forget reinforced.
3: So, yeah, I, I would, I guess, yeah, they may be in that 35, the, the 40, you know, depending on the, the named pilots and what they do. But, yeah, you know, right now, I, I think in hyperspace, I think the separatists are fine. I know everyone was like, the guy's falling with, you know, the, the belly rubs getting taken out. Uh, but so much stuff got taken out of everyone else that I think the separatists are in a perfect spot.
0: So in the separatists, is there anything else that you think is interesting, think could make a wave, or is it really just kind of like the variations on the swarm?
3: I it, it's just the, the the you know which if you're going to play attack relay, like I said, the, the one thing I think is, is going to happen is the medium and large base ships, and so TB ninety four gets more relevant. Um, but but otherwise, I I mean it, it's funny you don't even have to worry about the, the initiative. Anymore, right? I mean, you know, before you had to worry about having an I three ship because of the Gold Squadron troopers being an I two, and you wanted to get your your shots in, shots in before there's currents. Well, those currents are out of the game now, and and nobody else gets that, that that simple modification. Uh, so I, I'm not even, I'm, and maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but I'm not even worried about uh, the focho because. It's an unmodified form coming at you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you know, a couple of discord missiles and a couple of proton torpedoes, I don't think the photo is going to have a good day. Uh, and I never even had to use that, that I-1 that was naked as a blocker. I always used him as a as a goalie in the back to prevent ships from catering over my list. Um, because
0: I I don't use the board edge. Yeah. Yeah. For me, when I saw, so like I kind of honed in on the exact same thing you were talking about earlier. The one the points adjustments came out that uh, techno union with protorps is thirty eight points, and that's bonkers, like just bonkers. So my immediately my mind went to how many can I fit in
3: a list with Darth Maul. <sighs> and, and 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 honestly, that that is. Uh, I actually built that and, you know, put struts on them because you could just have Maul whipping around and they're just sitting there firing off Proton torpedoes. And, uh, yeah, you can have fun with that. I, I just I, large yep. base very well. Uh, yeah, at
0: some point, yeah. I, I figured it out that you can do Maul with Proton Torps and the Probe Droids and then three Techno Unions pro torps, Then you still have some points to play around. Three points but a hull upgrade on Darth Maul make us half points a little bit higher, that's four fully modded pro torps coming at somebody. And that just feels good.
3: And, and you're changing his half points by putting him up on an odd number up to
1: 11. Yep. And by feel good you mean it makes us all want to quit X-Wing and it's horrible.
0: That's the way that I win, is by making you all quit. That's my win conditions. I like it. Long-term plans. <sighs>
3: Well, and, and I thought that was a huge play by Tino by putting a Hall upgrade on both Kashka and Boba to, to
0: get their half points. Be- FFG kind of shoehorned us into it by taking pretty much all the mods out of hyperspace. At least all yeah. the ones that are actually useful to anyone. <laughs> so when you have points left over and you're looking at the mod slotting, it's Pretty much always, I uh, guess hull upgrade, and then everyone kind of yeah had that realization of oh, it changes my half point value. That ain't bad, and it's all I got.
1: Cool. So, Ted, what do you think about Nantexes? Is, is there any any situation where you see yourself playing one in hyperspace? Well,
3: I think they're out, aren't they? Oh, no, they are. In they're in. They
1: just don't have a snare anymore. So they're 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 very different than they were.
3: Yeah, I mean. You know, I, I was messing around a lot with with some uh, sock and swarm tactics, but they took swarm tactics out of hyperspace. So, like, you know, I, I was like, "Hey, let's get a thirty-eight point Union to shoot at I six. That'll be real fun." Uh, but uh, there's no swarm tactics. Um, I mean, you, you can you can do the the tractor beam, you know, on the scimitar. Uh, but I've I seen it a bunch of times, and, and even with curtech rerolls and some fox, you know, additional buys, it, it doesn't work out. It's, you, you don't get the value of you know due to shooting at I seven and and um, trying to reduce the agility on the on the ship. I, I I'm not I'm not seeing it.
1: Yeah, you're paying sixty nine points to get that tractor beam shot, right? Like that that seems pretty high. <laughs>
0: What about SunFac with a bunch of Sith infiltrators with tractor beams?
3: Um, totally works, right? Totally they, works. They got rid of the generic in um in hyperspace. So you'd have to do new pilots, so you'd have to do a 66 and Goku.
0: Okay, so maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't. We'll keep we'll keep workshopping that one. <laughs> All right. Any closing, closing arguments from you, Ted? Closing thoughts? Closing shout-outs? Anything else you want to get off your chest? Where how you, much you hate Brett?
1: Yeah, and where are you going next? Like, you're our world traveler in Liberty Squadron.
3: Well, it, it's funny that you say that because I actually uh, just cleared the calendar for Alameda uh, and to head out to the USS Hornet. Um, you, you can get a cheap set of tickets and spirit for about 250 round trip. And uh, I really want to try to strike again before we change the points. I think Origins is going to be too close to the point Um So I'm, I'm looking at April 27th to, to play that next system open. I'm not going to do it. I mean, Adepticon's already sold out. But just today, uh, Yeti Games put up the ticket for... The USS Hornet as a, a system open, and uh, they're going to be a little bit more expensive uh, because you have to buy admission to the to the museum. Uh, I think it's it's at thirty bucks. Um, I know it's California. I know everyone's going to be upset, but uh, I, I think it's worth it. I really enjoyed it. I, I'm telling you. I, I mean, I haven't gone to a system open since pack. I'm sorry, since Toronto last year, and we all know what happened in Toronto. I I know you got your your templates there, Brett, but, you know, with the whole Best Coast pairings and and all that. um, And so I was super happy uh, with how Dallas worked out. And I know there's other issues, um, you know, with the prize support, but I'm very confident that, that Yeti, He's going to come through. Like, I I had 26 tickets, and I I didn't cash in because the prizes that I wanted either weren't printed yet or they didn't get delivered. I I don't know what the the reason was, but yet he said, hey, we're going to email you, and then when we email you, you tell us what you want, and then we'll send it to you. And I I thought that was pretty cool because a previous system opened. Once the wall ran out, it was like... That's it. There's no more. Uh, So hopefully I will have some plastic techno union bombers coming to me as well as a couple FO damage decks um, when they when they get their supplies in.
1: Nice. They are imperial damage decks, sir.
3: Gosh. Oh, they're imperial. Oh, got it. it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, I don't. And there's a rumor out there. And I'll say it's like a 90% true rumor that, uh, in August, you know, there might be a system open heading down to Florida. Uh, they're trying to hammer out the details, but, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully that comes true for those folks down there in the Southeast part of the country.
1: And I'm sure you'll be traveling to that one as well.
3: Yeah, man. I, I actually checked out tickets for that one and it's, it's crazy expensive. So, uh, No, i will stick to California. (laughs) I'm using up all my spouse points though this year, guys. (laughs) Well,
1: just as long as you get to go to Worlds with us again, that's what matters.
3: Oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. Yeah, we we gotta talk about that. Yeah, we gotta work that out on, on housing situation this time, and everyone go in on the same house or whatever.
0: Sure, we'll figure out some sort of party house. Alright, so, uh, Brett, any upcoming tournaments?
1: So, on March 1st, there is an extended tournament at Gamers Heaven. Uh, I will not be able to make that one, unfortunately, but it sounds like Ted's going to be there, uh, and uh, Tristan always does a great job running it, and even though some people believe the store does not exist, (coughs) Zach, um, it's a fantastic store, so if you get a chance... There is no
0: proof that this place exists. (laughs) Um,
2: What town is it in? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Some
2: <laughs> cute little he Phoenixville, sure. maybe?
1: I don't know. Some cute little Philly suburb. Phoenix where? Phoenixville?
2: <laughs> Never heard of it.
1: <laughs> um, so there's there's that on March 1st. Uh, and then we have a store championship coming up on March 7th at uh, East Coast Gamers. Right now, it is down to just the waiting list. Um, but, uh, you know, the sooner you put your name on that, the, the more likely you, you are to get in there. Uh, and then, you know, this is not a local thing at all, but we do have a, a, a team representing Liberty Squadron going to Crate Cup. Um on March fourteenth. It's gonna be Tristan is the uh the captain. Uh and he went with you, Ted, last year, if I recall correctly. Uh and then Chris from the podcast, uh is is going as well as Chance, Matt and Howie. Uh so best luck to them. Uh we're all getting to watch them come up with their lists in the Discord, so that's, you know, kinda fun
0: nice and, uh, nothing that we can really talk too much about yet but just uh give everyone a heads up that there are some things happening behind the scenes here at liberty squadron podcast and there'll be some really exciting announcements coming up in the near future so keep your earballs tuned to the podcast for that <laughs> All right, I think with that, we're going to wrap it up this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Ted,
1: again, for coming out. Yeah, Ted, it was great to have you. I was so bummed you couldn't come on to the pre-Worlds show, so it's really nice that you were able to come out now. Hey,
3: guys, you're doing a, a, a great job, and it was an absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, talk as a as a scrub who didn't make cut, but I'll, I'll keep cutting wood. Keep
0: working on it. You'll get there. We believe in you. We believe in the Ocho. Well, seven-cho. Close enough. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you all next week. Keep on flying.